Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Can your business run without you? Or do you feel like it will all come crumbling down if you step away for just a day? You are not alone if the second option rings true for you. Most small business owners probably feel like their business will come to a grinding halt if they were to step away from their business for any length of time, even when they have a team working in their business. This is an area of my business that I've been really conscious of for a long time now, and I've always been working on the hit-by-a-bus scenario. So my hit-by-a-bus scenario is if any one of my staff fall unwell, get injured, or have to be away from work for an extended period of time, then someone else is able to step in and do their job. It sounds a bit drastic, you know, hit by a bus. But this is something that I'm consciously talking with my team about and making sure that they are keeping our project plans up to date daily so everything about a project task is recorded so someone else in the team can pick it up immediately if one of the team are hit by a bus. It's also like really super important and this is what I reinforce to my team constantly that all documents are saved immediately in our shared document folder so all the team can access it and that documents don't remain in an inbox or they don't get put on a desktop and they stay there. I'm always talking to my team about us being able to put key documents and for that fact any document into our shared drive because that's where we're all going to go looking for a document and if it's not there we're going to make the assumption that we don't have that yet. So for instance if we've been going out and getting quotes for a venue to host an event If there's no venue quotes in the folder in the shared drive, 
then we could assume that we haven't received the quotes yet. So if one of the team was hit by a bus, as in something happened that they were away from work for a wee while, and someone had to step into their seat and take on all of their roles and responsibilities, then that would be a great assumption to make, that if the quote is not in the shared drive, then we haven't received the quote yet. So it's all of this language and behavior that we're constantly talking about inside my business. Because if we're truly operating as a team and not as a group of individuals, then we should be able to pick up and fill the gaps for each other. And that shouldn't only be if we, you know, get hit by a bus, as I call it. It could be, you know, when we have to offload a task because someone in our team is at full capacity and there's another team member who actually has some capacity to take on some work. We should be able to delegate you know, a responsibility to another team member and they should just be able to pick up and run with it because all of the documents so far are in a shared drive, the project plan is up to date with what's been done, what still needs doing. If something's a work in progress, then it's got notes next to it as to what work has been done, what's still outstanding, what we're potentially waiting for. And so there's not this big handover of responsibility to the other team member. So again, something that I've been super conscious of for a long time and something that I drill into every new team member that joins our team because I'm real stickler for making sure that everything is in its place and everything has a place. And so it cuts down our time when we're wanting to look for something because we've all got an understanding of how the electronic filing system works. We all know where documents should be saved and how they're to be saved and what the naming convention on that is. And again, with our project plans, they're not just a to-do list to tick off when they're done. We're actually making notes against every task of where we're up to. So if there's one task that says, you know, research and quotes for a venue, then we're going to make a note against that task of all of the venues that we've sent an email to with our brief for the venue and the requirements that we're looking for in relation to what the venue needs to provide us. So we've made a list of all of the venues we've approached and then as the venues return their proposals to us, we're making a note again inside that task of the venues that have returned the quote and then we're putting a link to the folder where you can find that quote. So our project plan is really quite robust. And this helps with team productivity and as a service-based business, we are conscious of our time. So the, the less time that we can spend doing admin or telling somebody else on the team how to do a job or where we're up to with a project or on a task, and the more that our systems can do that for us, the better productivity that we have as a team and the more client work that we can produce, which is where we make our money. So my business has been at this stage now for a little while. 
in the fact that I can step away from my business for two weeks at a time and it will operate just fine without me. But that's when I plan my absence in advance. So I can plan a two-week holiday and ensure that my team and everyone knows what needs to be done in my absence. The team can be prepared and nothing is that urgent that it can't wait until I get back two weeks later. Especially, you know, for the tasks that I run. As long as all of our client work is taken care of, our client relationships are taken care of, you know, our routine marketing activities can happen without me, most of the time we can plan that ahead for me to take the time out of our business. However, just recently, so just about a month ago now, my mum was admitted to hospital and passed away a week later. So I was unexpectedly on leave for two weeks. The first week I was just a less time available to attend to different things. I was still probably doing about an hour, maybe two hours of work every day in between making hospital visits. But as soon as she passed, you know, nothing else in my world mattered. And so it was the hit by a bus scenario that became very real very quickly. So today I wanted to share with you what I learned over this past month now, what worked well and the areas in my business that still need some work despite like I've had the hit by a bus policy in place for over 10 years. So there's, you know, there's always things that we can refine and there's always processes that you are changing and updating and as technology changes and as you change your software, some process changes and you adapt your business and that's constantly ongoing. So today is a bit of a, a share and learn episode if you like. If I can share with you what I've learned by my recent unexpected absence from my business and what my team was able to pick up seamlessly and the things that I still need to work on, you can learn from my learnings here. So let me start with what worked well. My client delivery, the progress of our quarterly plan and our systems improvement were areas of my business that carried on seamlessly without me. I have an amazing team who picked up all of my client delivery components and worked with our clients to keep their events on track. Although I have to admit, my team actually do most of the work when it comes to our client delivery work anyway. The only thing that I'm really responsible in that whole process is the client relationship and keeping a really high level overview of each of the projects. So I can easily troubleshoot or provide guidance to my team when they hit a roadblock or they get stuck and I don't have to bring myself up to speed with the project. I've already got a helicopter view of the project and so can help this troubleshooting. So my team were amazing with the client delivery. My senior event manager just 
picked up all the client relationships, reached out to all of the clients, let them know I was away and that she was there for them. And that worked like a dream. She is a very capable individual and manages most of our client projects anyway. So it wasn't a big shift. And she delegates to a to an event coordinator. So she had assistance, you know, in delivering events as well. I've got a part-time virtual business manager who was able to keep the progress of our quarterly plan on track. She was able to conduct our team meetings for the two weeks in my absence. To be honest, she conducts our team meetings anyway. I just come along and participate and give my two cents worth on everything. But she sets the agenda, she takes our notes, she keeps everyone on track, she walks us through what we need to walk through at our team meeting. So that was great. And our systems improvement. Currently, we've got a project where we are overhauling all our SOPs. So that continued on without me, no problem at all. So those are the key areas of the business that I don't usually take a part in, so it was fine. The areas that didn't work so well for me, and funny enough, these are some areas where I've been considering what I might do with these tasks that are currently sitting in my to-do list on a daily basis. So I have been giving some consideration just because this year I want to get out of the weeds in my business even more and move into a very a very much a CEO role with less hands-on. So that's my goal for this year. So these are things that I've been thinking about anyway. They've just been brought to the forefront when I took the unexpected absence from work for a couple of weeks. So I've got five things on my list that I thought I would share with you today. So the first is my inbox and my calendar. I've been really giving consideration to having an EA help me with my inbox and my calendar. At the moment, I manage both myself. It's fine. I allocate a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour in the evening to manage my inbox and then time blocking in my calendar. I've, I've got that pretty much under control and it could be outsourced to someone. So I've been thinking about it. When I took that two weeks of unexpected leave, what became very apparent was the external meetings that I had scheduled in my calendar I had to reach out to them and ask them to reschedule. The great thing was that they'd booked into my calendar using a Calendly link. So I was just able to send them their calendar link and ask them to just reschedule themselves, find a new time for the following week, and they were good to go. It needed very little input for me. So thank goodness for Calendly and the automations that that provides. I put an out of office onto my inbox and I referred people to my senior event manager and that worked really well. But I still had to clean up my inbox when I returned to my desk, you know, a couple of weeks later. And everyone was really understanding. They reached out to my senior event manager and all of their questions were answered. So there wasn't really anything waiting for me when I returned but yeah, if I outsourced my inbox and my calendar to an EA, 
my EA could have taken care of all of that without me. So something that I'm really considering strongly around that. Number two, the second point there, still relying heavily on me to manage is the sales and marketing component of our business. So I look after all of the marketing activities. I look after all of the uh, discovery calls with potential new clients, all of the proposals and the job costings that goes into the proposal and sending the proposals out. That is still really only managed by me. But again, it's something that I've been considering employing is a marketing manager or maybe marketing operations manager. It's something that I've been toying with since the beginning of this year. And just thinking about how will I do it? What will I outsource? Will it be a contractor? Will I employ for it? Um, What does that job description look like? I've been considering all of those and mulling over it. So luckily, over that two weeks that I was away, we only had a couple of inquiries come through and they were from existing clients. So my senior event manager was able to pick up those inquiries and work through with them, you know, get the client understand what their job scope was that they were asking us to help them out with and give them some indication of, yes, we have capacity to do that. This is what this looks like. However, I haven't taught any of my team how to job cost, even though I have templates to do all of that, and I haven't shown them how to prepare a proposal, even though I have proposal templates. So I have, you know, all of the systems in place. What I haven't done yet is record the SOP for how to do it and actually train someone on how to cost out a job based on a client brief. Sometimes the client gives you a full brief. Sometimes you have to read between the lines and sometimes you've got questions to go back and ask them in order to get the job costing and the full brief and proposal for them right. And it's not that my staff don't have the capability to do this work. I just haven't trained anyone yet on how to do the work. I've been, you know, setting up the templates, setting up the process, looking at how it's repeatable and so I can offload it because I'm not customizing every proposal it's templatized and it's personalized to the clients that we're working with but they're not customized proposals we have templates and then we just personalize it to the client that we're working with so that was another area that luckily wasn't needed so much while I was away It would have been nice if I had of shown one of my team members and they were able to take those two client inquiries, cost up a job, send them a proposal and get that all done while I was away. So that is something that I'm working on. And the marketing, I oversee all of our marketing as well. So my next point was the podcast promotion. So this is the third area They were like, hmm, I need to think about what I need to do here. And again, something that I've been talking about with my virtual business manager around 
how I can move myself out of the weeds when it comes to the podcast. So all I have to do is plan out my content and record the episodes and then everything else happens because somebody else is responsible for it and not me. But at the moment, I oversee the podcast production and promotion, making sure that the contractors that I've got in to write the show notes and the blog posts, the editor for the podcast, my VA who does all of the scheduling for the emails and the social media, I oversee all of that at the moment. So as soon as I was away, that came to a grinding halt. My podcast manager, she was brilliant and, you know, came up with an idea that she has in her back pocket around a collation of guest episodes into a new episode. So she was able to come to me with that idea and produce those two episodes beautifully, but then the rest of the process didn't happen. So my weekly email promotion didn't happen. The promotion on social media of those two episodes didn't happen. We didn't follow through on our full SOP process for a project board for those episodes. So it's things like that that I'm now thinking about who can I outsource the podcast coordination to who can make sure that all of the moving parts for a podcast episode can happen without me. All I have to do is rock up with recording an episode and the team will take care of the rest. So that was point number three of areas that I'm looking to improve. And those three things are all areas that for the first half of this year, they were on my radar to think about how I get others to do these jobs and get those jobs off my list. All right. What didn't work so well, number four, SOPs for tasks that I carry out. So these are tasks that aren't yet delegated to my team. So I think I mentioned this earlier in I've got templates and repeatable processes that I use for the tasks that I do for the areas that I'm responsible for, but I haven't yet documented that in a standard operating procedure. So that's on my list of things to do. My virtual business manager is going to help me with that. So all I have to do is record a video of the steps that I take to carry out these tasks. And then my virtual business manager, she's going to translate my video into a standard operating procedure and put that into our quality standards manual. So that's number four is I didn't have SOPs for the tasks that I personally carry out. And number five on my list is something that I'm not prepared to give up yet. And that is payment of wages. So every Monday I process wages for our team and I do this myself. It takes me about 15 minutes every week. Again, I've got a piece of software. My staff do timesheets. All I have to do is take the shine sheets, put them into the payroll software, push a couple of buttons, payroll's done, put it into our online banking, and the file is processed on a Tuesday. So this is still not something that I will consider outsourcing or getting another staff member to do for me. 
So usually when I plan on taking some time off, then I will either get my finance manager to do wages on the weeks that I'm away. She is more than capable. Or I will just do two weeks in advance and process wages two weeks in advance and then just schedule for the payment to go out as usual each week. So not something that I'm looking to outsource and something that I'm still going to hold on to. Um, so there you have my lessons learnt from my unexpected two-week leave. So if you haven't started contingency planning for your business or even creating a plan so you can step away from your business for at least two weeks and take a holiday or just take a break, whether you go away for holiday or have a staycation at home, taking some time away from your business and having contingency plans for things to happen while you're not there. This is something that I can help you with inside of my one-on-one coaching program, the Agency Boss Accelerator. Because as a service business owner, it's not unusual to be doing all of the work yourself when you start out. But as your business grows and you engage staff and you engage contractors to assist you with your service delivery, then that is the point that you should really start planning for being away or being able to step away from your business for an uninterrupted break without your business crumbling down around you. And, you know, funny enough, when I say to people, you know, I've been away for a couple of weeks and why I've been away, you know, I've heard lots of stories, grief stories, stories about how other businesses have, you know, coped with uh, being away from their business. And it's created lots of conversation, which I really loved. But there was one story that I heard today that was really sad. And I thought, you know, I really want to mention this on the podcast because no business should have to be in this situation. So the story that was relayed to me just today, you know, on the day that I'm recording this, was that, you know, someone, a business person had experienced a bereavement and they had to step away from their business for a couple of months. The emotional capacity to return to the business just took some while to get there. So the business owner was away for her business for a couple of months. And in that time, the business came to a grinding halt. And then, you know, after the business owner came back, after two months of being away, it took her another four months to build the business back up to the point where she you know, experienced the bereavement and had to take leave from her business. So in total, that six months of lost business, that six months of lost lifestyle, which could have been avoided, and I say could because it could depend on what stage her business was at. But you should be able to plan for your business to carry on without you or to carry on with you in a limited capacity. So even if you are able to work just a few hours a week, your business should be able to carry on and function and serve your clients without you if you've set it up right from the get-go. So 
this is a story that I wouldn't want to see anybody in this position. You know, not having your whole life being turned upside down by an unexpected life occurrence, whether that be an accident or bereavement or anything else that could take you out from your business, either physically or emotionally. That's huge to deal with in and of itself. And then to have your business come to a grinding halt in addition to that unexpected life occurrence, that's almost like a, you know, a double whammy. It's hit you twice. So if we can set your business up to carry on without you or to carry on with you in a limited capacity, that is where you've really got a business and not just a job for yourself. So I don't want this to be your story in that your business comes to a grinding halt when a life occurrence, an unexpected life occurrence happens. So if you want to future-proof your business, then reach out to me. You can send me an email at support at sandrajulian.co or you can jump on over to Instagram and send me a message. It can be a voice message or a text message. I'm open to either over on Instagram. My handle over there is sandrajulian.co. I will put these links in the show notes so it's just a click and go. But think about how would your business survive if you had an unexpected life occurrence, which is what I call the hit by a bus scenario, happen to you or for you, whether it happens to you or whether it happens to a staff member, how will your business cope when that happens? And if you want to chat about that, reach out to me, links are in the show notes. Before you go today, I wanted to say thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All of the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes. Or if you like to read a really good blog, then you can head over to my website at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. Now you've probably realized that running a business is not for the faint hearted. There are challenges coming at you left, right and center every day. But I'm here to tell you that challenges are only challenges because you haven't yet found an answer to them. The solution could actually be easier than you may think. But if you're anything like me, you tend to overthink or overanalyze the solution that is right in front of you. So what do you have to do to become the best boss you could possibly be? Well, you could go and take my two-minute free agency owner persona quiz at sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Here you'll find out how you can scale and streamline your business without compromising you and your lifestyle. I can't wait to know what your results are. So once you've done the quiz, why don't you take a screenshot, jump over to Instagram, share it on your stories and don't forget to tag me. I'm at sandrajulian.co. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button to get notified of the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you listen on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app, 
then I'd really appreciate if you could rate the show and perhaps leave a quick review if you are on the Apple app. Those five stars would mean the world to me and it would help get this show in the ears of more online service business owners. Alrighty, my friend, have the most productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.